Welcome everyone to another night, Wednesday night Shi'ur. This is Bezat Hashem dedicated in honor of Purim. This is dedicated in honor of Purim. And um, there's many, as well, we said that before, Hashem Azim Lirishmas, yes? All right, Rebotai. There's many foundations in life, right? Many foundations. Now, what I mean by that, just like you take a house. Take a house, yeah? You, you have to dig deep, but you got to make sure the pipes are, pipes are strong. You got to make sure that the plumbing's work, plumbing's working, right? You got to make sure that what that you dug deep enough. Each thing in life, there's a different foundation, right? Tonight, we're learning another principle and foundation of our lives, and I mean it honestly. And tonight, after you get this clear. It's a different life. And that is, life is a game of hide and seek. You ever play hide and seek before? When I was younger, they couldn't catch me. You know, boom, boom, where you go? Till today, they don't catch me. I play with my, play with my daughters. Where are you, daddy? We didn't find you fast now. Of course, you're not going to win. Where's daddy? You can't find him, you know? <laughs> so he says like this. But what do I mean by that? Now let's elaborate. There is a Midrash. Midrash says that when Rivka saw Yitzchak, she fell off her camel. Again, Midrash says. When Rivka saw Yitzchak for the first time, she fell off her camel. Now, that's very, very interesting. This is, by the way, this is not Midrash. This is the Pasuk in the Torah. And I'd like to read it to you for a minute. It says, Bepirush over here. Look. Yitzchak goes, goes out. Batisa Rivka et eneha. Yitzchak. Yitzchak means she sees Yitzchak. Rivka sees Yitzchak. The pasuk says, She fell off the camel. How, why? You know, I don't know what you're thinking, huh? Oh, he was, uh, whatever, he was so good looking. Uh, he fell off the camel, right? What, what does it mean? And Midrash says like this. There's another Midrash that brings out that when she saw Yitzchak, she saw him coming out of Gan Eden, and he was hanging out in Gan Eden, and the way he came down was head first, like diving. From the heavens, you ever go skydiving? But not just jump like this. Skydiving with head, head first. Boom, boom, head first. And I'll read it to you. Look what it says. What? Yitzchak halach letayel Gan Eden. Yitzchak was going to Gan Eden. When Rivka was lifting up her eyes, she looked up. He sees him. He's coming out of Ganeden. So now, why did she fall off the camel? The way you leave Ganeden, I have a great way. You want to leave Ganeden? You have to go head first. You come to this world head first. That's it, that's, that's it. If you're leaving from Ganeden, from Ganeden to this world is head first. But he pulled Malagamal, that's why she fell. 
That's very interesting. First of all, what's going on over here? First of all, what, 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 why do you have to come from Gan Eden? Ishaq is going headfirst down to this world. Right? He was hanging out. One day, he felt like going to Gan Eden. Let me chill out over here a little bit. I'll come back after. You know, i got to get married also. Goes there, comes back. He's Ishaq. You know, not, not us, Ishaq. He can do that. We can't do that unless he want to go to Gan Eden. He can't go, oh, Albert, can we go to Gan Eden today? Okay, we'll come back tomorrow. Vacation. Where do you go vacation? Florida? Go to Gan Eden. Come back. Huh? But they were having, well, well, what's the chat? I want to tell you another one. It says, when, so that's what we have to know. We have to know why is it he's going head first. Secondly is, I want to tell you over, there's another Midrash that says, when Moshe Rabbeinu hit 120, when did Moshe die? What age? 120, he died 120 years old. Finally, he gets there. He's uh, dying. Hashem tells Moshe's neshama, neshama, habibi, yirochi, achi. You got to come back. What come back? He says, no, no, no. Your time is finished. I gave you 120 years in this world. Now the time is finished. You're accomplished. You're done. Now come, uh, come with me. Well, what do you mean, come with me? Yeah, no, 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 come. I'm going to give you the final reward, the craziest reward that you could ever fathom, the reward that, that if you would see it, you would love it, and you would never stop, and you're like, whoa! It makes everything look like child play compared to this reward. Guess what the Neshama says? says, no, I don't want to leave. The Neshama says, I don't want to leave. Hashem tells him, you're going to be very close to the Kisah Kavod. You're going to be very close to me up there in Jamaim, very, very close. You don't have to stay here anymore in this low world. You can go to the true world, which is going to air the next world. Come. The Neshama is fighting again. No, I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave. Imagine such a thing. Imagine such a thing. And this is what the Midrash brings down. Comes Hashem. Hashem tells the Neshama. Neshama. Amalah, Biti, Me'ave Esrim Shana. I gave you 120 years. That's it. In the group of Moshe, Achshav, you're done. Achshav, Tzi'i. Go get out already. Antaha Neshama. Eni Rose Latset Mimenu. I don't want to leave him. What's going on over there? Acha Neshama, Adain was. The Neshama says, No. So the Neshama says, Don't worry. I'm going to give you. Ani Moshevchat, Tachat, Kisekevodi. I'm going to put you underneath my Kisekevod. One of the highest positions that you could get in Neshama, you could get. Imagine I tell you. That's it. What does he say? No, he didn't, he didn't want to leave. Now the question is, must be there is something that we have in this world that the next world doesn't have. You heard that? That's the biggest hadush. What is it that this world has that the next world doesn't? And I'm going to explain it today. I'll explain today we're going to see what we have here or that don't have up there. Okay? Huh? You want to take a guess? Huh? Okay, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. Everybody wants to say it. We're going to talk about it. So it says like this. I hear everybody. You said mitzvot. Who else wants to say? Mitzvot. Who else? Anybody want to say anything else? Choice. Yetzirah. Okay. Challenges. Rabotai, today I'm going to tell you something that none of us said right here today. 
That's right, over there, no mitzvot, you're right, there's that, challenges, you're right, there's that. But I'm going to tell you something that nobody said here today. And that is like this. In order to answer this question, I'd like to present to you two questions. Maybe somebody can answer me. First, how many Megillot do we have? Five Megillot. What are the five Megillot? Shira Shirim, Kohelet, Megillat Ruth, Megillat Echa, and Megillat Esther. Five Megillot that we have. Good. When do we read Shira Shirim? Every five. Uh, you can read it any day, any, any time you want. You can read any, any, any of the five you can read any time. But when we do it, Friday, Sfaradim, we do it Friday, Friday before Shabbat or in between Kabbalah Shabbat, right until we start Abit. Every Friday night with the Sfaradim do it. When do they read Kohelet? Usually Sukkot time. Sukkot time. That's the idea. You can use it. Kohelet is beautiful. If anybody opens up Kohelet, Shalom Melech wrote it. It's the most fantastic. You go through Kohelet, you'll see your whole mind blow, blow your mind away. It's amazing. Amazing. Go take the Ma'am Lo'ez, look it up, read it. Amazing. Go take any, any spelling about the Kohelet. It's just truly amazing. Really, it's breathtaking. There you have that Shira Shirim Kohelet. You have Megillat Ruth. When do we read Megillat Ruth? Shavuot time. Shavuot we read Megillat Ruth. Echa. When do we read Echa? Every. Shabbat we read Echa. And Megillat Esther is? Purim. My question that I have for you is, I just showed you five Megillot. Out of all five, only one has to be written like a Sefer Torah. Only one out of the five, if you're going to read it out of it, it has to be written like Eid Kivyachol, like on a cloth, like the Sefer Torah has a cloth, like the ink, like the Sefer Torah. The same exact thing. My question to all of you is, why is this Megillah so different than all the other four Megillot? Why did you choose Megillah instead? I understand the miracle. I understand the amazing miracle. But why, what is it in it that has precedence that it must be written like a Sefer Torah, like a cloth, like the income from the Sefer Why? Secondly is, why is it that a person, if you look how severe the Megillat Esther is, if you miss one word, you're out. Comes Wednesday night, you must hear it. Every man and every woman must hear the Megillat Esther this upcoming Wednesday night and Thursday morning, twice. You have to hear it Wednesday night, in the nighttime, and you have to hear it once in the morning, Thursday. And it says if a person misses one word, lo you have to hear every single word. Now, it goes even so far to say some rabbis, they said, okay, enough when, when we're hitting Haman, you know, because they'll get distracted. What we do over here in this shul, we do is the first Haman and the last Haman. We, we, we knock the first Haman and the last Haman. So, because we don't want to take a chance. Every Haman, 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 we're scared in a way, because maybe the guy, you know, he's going to take his snaps, you know, the snaps in the shoe. When we do a younger, he used to do the snaps, right? So over there, he might miss the word, and the guy might not be Yotze. We have to be very, very careful. That's why sometimes the rabbi would, would say, wait, wait, did everybody, he'll, he'll think, uh, did everybody hear? He won't talk, but everybody hear that? No, okay, please, repeat that word again. It's very, very important. What is it 
that the Megillah de Esther is so important that you can't even miss a word. Why? Why? Thirdly is, I like to say, there's a Gemara. The Gemara says in Mesech Megillah that Megillah de Esther is so, so important that if you would have Kohanim in the Beit HaMikdash, Levi'im singing, Yisraelim standing up and uh, watching the Korbanot, everybody stops, goes to hear the Megillah. Whoa, imagine, Korbanot, you know, the Beit HaMikdash was open 24-7. Bet Mikdash didn't didn't close. The ash to cut down is there. What's the the fire of the Mizbech never 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 extinguished. It was always on 24/7. A guy three o'clock in the morning. You know I, I need a korban. I need to give a korban. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, open, open on. Right. But the bottom line is, it was open 24/7. So so my thing is, it must be so important. What is it that this? Mitzvah of hearing it that we totally stop. Even says there's even a question. You ever hear of met mitzvah? You have you know what met mitzvah is? Met what is it? No. Met mitzvah means no 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 no. Met mitzvah is a certain mitzvah, for example, if there's a dead if you're walking on the street, if you're walking on the street and you see a Jewish guy, he dies. Imagine a guy, the IDF, the Israeli army, back in the day, right? If they were in heaven forbid that, right? They, they were in a war. And all of a sudden he sees his friend. He's, he's going to think, there's a mitzvah. Who's going to bury him? Who's going to bury him? I want to know. Who's going to bury him? There's a special mitzvah. It's called met mitzvah, where you see a person dead on the street or dead in the forest or dead wherever it is. You see, uh, the Jew, you take the Jewish guy, you count him, and you bury him. And that is so strict the Torah brings it down that let's say a guy is doing, he's about to do Korban Pesach. Korban Pesach, we know Pesach, it's a Korban, it's very, very important. It's even, if you don't do it, there's a lot of kareh, it's a big thing. It's very, very strong Korban Pesach. And what does it say? It says, don't worry about it. If you see a Met Mitzvah, take care of the Met Mitzvah. What? Yeah. What about Megillat Esther? A guy is on his way to Shul, he sees a dead guy, Jewish dead guy on the floor. Oh my God, what should I do? Do I leave him stranded or do I go here to make it loud? What do I do? A or B? You had a question? Huh? <laughs> bring it with you, bring it with you. <laughs> you. You know what the answer is? Huh? No. No, that's not the answer. The answer is, of course, you take the med mitzvah. But my, my point I'm trying to bring out is to you. Could you believe it's even a question? It's a question. You, you're asking me like that? Megillah, the mitzvah, I can't believe it. You're asking me such a question? Imagine a guy is dead. Nobody's there to bury him. You think that, you really, really think that there's priority on the Megillah that's dead over that? No, yeah, the Gemara really thought that. That's what the Gemara wanted to ask. So what is it that Megillah that's dead has in it that no other Megillah has and nothing else has? Just to do a one more question, which is the final question, I'm going to get to the answer. And that is, why is it, if you see, by Pesach, there's no Alanisim. There's no Alanisim. Correct? Alanisim, Al-Fukan, there's none. By Purim, is there Alanisim? Could anybody answer me why by Pesach you had no Alanisim and on 
Purim, you have Anisim? I know what you're thinking, though. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking because by Pesach, you say Hallel. And by Purim, there's no Hallel. Right? That's what you were thinking? Okay, if you were thinking, if you weren't thinking that, that's what you, that's what you should be thinking. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's a good answer, right? Hallel, you have Hallel. By Pesach, you have Hallel. Purim, you don't have Hallel. The answer is the Megillah is the Hallel. It says the Megillah is the Hallel. So you're saying Hallel. But it even goes so far, if a guy is stranded in the desert, and he's in Timbuktu, what should he do? He has no Megillah. Read Hallel. Wow. Halil takes, Megillah takes over. So I ask you a question. Why is it that we don't say Anisim HaPesah, we say Anisim HaPurim? You ready? I'm giving you with three words the answer to all these five questions. Three words. Hide and seek. Now what does that mean, right? Chinese rabbi, hide and seek. How does all these questions answer with three words of hide and seek? The Gaon Nevilna says. The Gaon Nevilna says, you must know that the whole Purim story, by the way, you should just know, Hashem was there the entire time behind the curtain. He was there the entire time behind the curtain. And guess what? If you look at the Megillah, you will not find his name once in the entire Megillah. You won't have Hashem's name once in the entire Megillah. Well, what do you mean? How could that be? Hashem's not, we're not reading Hashem's name in the whole Megillah. How could that be? And you know why? Because our job in life is to see Hashem in every single situation that comes to us. Whether good, whether bad. And we have to believe 100% and know a billion percent that it was Hashem right there at that moment, at that second, and that, 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 exactly. Give an example. Take, look at the story of Purim. Look at the Megillat Esther. If you look at it, Think about it. This is by Al-Sheikh says this. A lot of others trying to bring this down. But let's think about it for a second. In the middle of the night, Achash cannot fall asleep. He can't fall asleep. Dozing here, dozing there, dozing here, dozing there in the middle of the night. So what's going on over here? I can't fall asleep. He calls some advisors. Bring me my book of remembrance. Bring it to me. Open it up. Maybe it'll help me. Oh, we have over here. What do we have over here? That Mordechai saved you from Biktan Vateresh. There was once two guys, Biktan Vateresh, they were behind plotting to poison the king Achashverosh. And who heard about it? Mordechai. Mordechai notified Achashverosh to rest him, notified him. And guess what? Ahasuerus got saved. So they're reading to Ahasuerosh, Mordechai saved you, and what? And we didn't do anything. So what's his next reaction? What's the next thing Ahasuerus says? He says, okay. Who walks in at that moment? Anybody can tell me who walks in that moment? Aman. Does that make any sense to you? 
Does that make any sense to you? Imagine 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning. You think, I don't care what advisor you are. You think you have the audacity to go ahead and go knock on Achashverosh's door? You think you have the, even to go next to his palace? You're right, he was by the Hatzair. So all of a sudden, Achashverosh, he was very close. Because what does Achashverosh say? I hear somebody. Who is that? Viva Hatzair. Who's in the, the garden over there? Who's in the yard over there? Oh, what do they say? Haman. Oh, Hanya. Says Haman. What should we do? He doesn't say Mordechai. What should we do with a person that did something very good to the king? And, Morde and Haman is thinking in his mind, must be it's me. Who else? Who else is going to talk about mommy? Hey, mommy. You know what you should do to the guy? Give him the horses, the king's horse, a shumi guy, and get a. So you walk him around. This is what we do to the king, to the person who has the king has favor in. Does exactly do this? The same thing to Mordechai. Now, if you think about it, imagine Haman got there a little bit earlier. And the second he got there a little bit earlier, they call him in. Oh, what happened? We're about to read the, the book of uh, Zikron. Okay, what does it say? Oh, what do we do? Uh, Mordechai saved Bektan Vatesh. And then he is, what should we do with him? What should we do with him? What do you think Muhammad's going to say? Huh? Nah, the guy was accident. It was this. He overheard. Big deal. Every single guy would do the same thing. What? They don't love the king? Everybody loves the king. What did he do so special? Hashem made it that he came a little later. Because if he came a little, little bit before, he would have got. He, he wouldn't have said anything like that. You hear what I'm saying? So therefore, Rabotai, in life, we have to know that there's no, I know we, we know that, but there's no coincidence in life. You know, a guy, he wants to have, let's say, a true story that happened. A guy called me up, and he wanted to have a baby boy. Did he? He wanted to have a baby boy. He had a girl, and he wants to have a boy. Now this person... Whatever it may be, he couldn't do it naturally. He had to go through intravenous and this and that and that. And once there's a, there's a big question in if they're even allowed, and this about how to take the boy. They want to separate the sperm to have all the boy sperms and all the girls. It's a big complication. And he asked me about it. All of a sudden, he comes over to me the next day. A few weeks later, I see him at a wedding. So Rabbi, forget my question. I say, what? Well, he says, four years I'm married with my wife. Five years I'm married with Four years. Five years. He says, we didn't have natural pregnancy. We just had natural pregnancy. Three months later, he calls me up. Rabbi, you know, I don't even need another question anymore. I know what I'm having. I'm having a girl. Meaning to say was, a person thinks that in life, he, could he has to do his thing. But you cannot choose, you know. Oh, you have to know 100%. Of course, do you have to do do what you have to do. Do what you have to do. But in life, you have to know one thing. You do your part, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu is running the world exactly to the T. And you have to know that 100%. Three weeks ago, we had a Hazan over here. First time, somebody called me up. He said, Rabbi, I want a Hazan in the shul. I'm sponsoring him. He wanted him badly. I want a Hazan. I said, no problem. I'll get you one. No problem. 
I could promise you the whole entire week from Sunday. He told me, he told me Saturday night. Hello? He told me Saturday night. He told me Saturday night about it. And that Sunday, that Sunday, I called one of the Hazanim. I called him Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, maybe three times every single day. Guess what? No answer. And he was the Hazan that he wanted, and I know that this is a perfect Hazan. Called him again and again and again, no answer. I said, Hashem, I did my entire salute. This is what the guy wanted. This is the perfect Hazan for him. I did my part. That's it. You do yours. Friday, and I kid you not, two hours before Shabbat, the Hazan calls me up. He said, where are you? I'm calling you for a week nonstop. What happened? Rabbi, you don't understand. I had jury duty. I didn't have my phone on me. I had to travel, and I had this, and I had that. I just picked up my phone from the whole week, and right now it's Friday. I just saw that you, I saw I missed 15 phone calls from you. That's what he tells me. I missed 15 phone calls from you. Huh. So what do you need? I said, I know it's two hours before Shabbat, but I need a hazan. Could you make it to Shabbat? He said, when? I said, Shabbat morning. Friday night we have, we need Shabbat morning. Come Shabbat morning, he said, I'll be there. He said, what time, Rabbi? I said, I need you there 9 a.m. sharp. Okay. Shabbat comes, I'm sitting down 9 a.m. I'm looking. The, he's nowhere in sight. 9 9.15, 9.20, 9.25, 9.26, 9.27, 9.28, 9.29, 9.30. Nowhere in sight. I could tell you, I, I'm telling you, I'm sitting, I'm sitting in my chair, I'm thinking, in my mind, I said, I worked so hard for an entire week. The guy gave me his word. Isn't word gold? Don't we say, my word is my word? Don't even give me a handshake. My word is I give you my word, my word. Whoa, whoa, what's the word? This guy, and this is what I think in my mind. This is what I'm telling you what's going through my mind. I say, whoa, 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 whoa. I said, Yosef Falachi, you are not in charge of the world. Hashem is in charge of the world. You do your part, and that's what you do. After that, Hashem does his part. And guess what? My phone died, by the way. Anyway, <laughs> guess what? Okay, actually, no, I got back to life. Anyway, <laughs> so he says like this. We're calling on the on the radio. He asked me to call him up. He wants to put it on and off. In any case, what happens? The Hazan is. I'm gonna have this now. Holy. In any case, what happens? We go we go ahead, and and we go ahead, and I'm sitting on my seat. And I'm sitting here. <laughs> anyway, I'm sitting on my seat, and I said, Hashem, one second. I worked so hard to get this chazan. I said, but wait, wait one second. You could do all the work in life. But guess what? Bottom line is, it's Hashem that flows the success. I did my part. Hashem, do you do yours. And if he didn't come, guess what? I am the happiest guy in the world. And I stopped right there. And I took a deep breath. Thank you, Hashem. The second I said, thank you, Hashem, the door opens up, the chazan walks in. Exact story. I was, I have a guy that I know very, very well. The guy, in my eyes, Sadiq. Sadiq. 
Let me explain to you something. He lost over $200,000 in the stocks. Over. Close to $300,000. And he was down to the last $10,000. He asked, Rabbi, what should I do? Should I leave it there or pull it out? I say, you ask me a very hard question. Because if I tell you, well, take it out, and then it goes higher, what are you going to do? Rabbi! <laughs> and if what? If I tell you, right, leave it and you lose it, what are you going to tell me, Rabbi? You gave me bad advice. I lost my money. So I said like this, if you want, I said this is very tough, and this, this, that. I tell him, listen, bottom line is, end of the story was, he left the $10,000 there. He left it there. Okay. Again, Friday before Shabbat, the guy calls me up. Literally, I could, five minutes right before Shabbat. And I picked up. And he tells me, Rabbi, I just lost my full 10000 That's all my savings that I had to put in to the stock market. Everything is lost. So I said, so-and-so, and Hashem will repay you. And then, he said, Rabbi, you don't have to come for me. I said, what do you mean? Why? He said, I promise you, Rabbi, I take this 100% from Hashem, and I don't have any hard feelings. And I know this, um, this is a, a guy. If I tell you who the guy, if the guy lets me tell you who it is, I'll tell you who he is. But not now. I'll get permission. Next week, believe me, you got my word. I'll tell you, and you all know who this guy is. You all know who this guy is. If he lets me say it, next week I'll tell you who the guy is. He called me up and he tells me, Rabbi, you don't have to come for me. I know 100% that this is Min Shamayim and I take it beautifully. Imagine! Imagine what's going on over here. But guess what? There's a Berachah that we say. When we lose someone, what is that baracha? Baruch Dayan Ahmed. There's a baracha that we say when we hear good things. You know what the baracha is? Baruch Atov Ahmetiv. You know what the Gemara in Mesechah Barachot, the ninth parak says? It says that you must say the baracha of anything that happens bad in your life with enthusiasm as if it was the best thing that could ever happen to you. How could that be? How can you expect that from a human being? How can you expect that from flesh and blood? To see, imagine a guy lost three, imagine a guy lost, he has a, a billion dollars. The next day, called, they call him up, by the way, the bank calls you up, by the way, we just got robbed, we have no insurance, your billion dollars is lost. The guy gets up, Baruch Hashem, thank you Hashem. He has to, he has to do it. This guy has to get up and proclaim Hashem is awesome as if he won a billion dollars. Because what? You have to say at the same level. Let's say a guy calls you up. By the way, tomorrow morning, you win a billion dollars. Wow. This is amazing news. Wow. You'll be happy. The same way you'll be happy. Gemara says this, but I'm not making it up. Same exact thing. Just like we bless Hashem, the same exact feeling, we have to bless, Hashem. We have to bless God, even in the worst news that we hear. How can that be? Guy, you lost a billion. Baruch Hashem. The guy, th the guy would think you're nuts. The guy would think you're nuts. The guy at the bank, what did you say? 
says, no, I thank God. You thank God for this? So yeah, so we are thinking out. The guy was really thinking out. He said, listen, I don't know what you're doing there, but uh, at the end of the day, you know what the answer is? Can I tell you the answer is? Because nothing that comes from God is bad. That's the answer. Nothing. There's not one thing. When you, when you go all of a sudden, imagine a guy's walking all of a sudden, he, he, fall, he walks his arm down to the hospital, arms are broken and this, that. What happens? Nothing bad from God. Nothing God does is bad. There's no such thing. There's no such thing. He's all good. He's all good. And that's why, that's the lesson of the entire Purim. What's the lesson of the whole entire Purim? You know what it is? Hashem was guiding Mordechai and Esther and the whole Purim story from the beginning till the end. Sometimes a person might not see it in the beginning. Look in the beginning. What do people are saying? Oh, Mordechai, this, that. Why didn't you just uh, uh, salute to, to, to Haman? You know, you would have saved us all. Think about what's going on in the Purim story. And all of a sudden, people are going upside down. Forget it, we're going to get destroyed. It doesn't even make sense. I can't believe it. People are going crazy. And what happens at the end? The happiest ending. Oh, happy ending. Wow, great. What happened? The, the craziest thing, the whole pudding story is what? Is, we don't know, we're on a roller coaster. What's going to happen next? This, that, la, la. And everything is good. And that's the exact reason why you cannot miss a word in the Megillah. You know why? Because it's your life. Your life is a Megillah. And you know what your job is in your life? One of the main foundations of your life, you know what it is? To see how it reveals. To see that everything is Perfectly, 100% good. That is your job and mission and to understand that everything is good. And guess what? At the end, you will see how everything worked out for the best. Guaranteed. No questions. There's no maybe and what and if and this and that. Guaranteed you will see that all good came out of every tribulation and challenge and, and suffering that you might have had in your life. That was the best thing that everything happened to you in your life. And guess what? You're going to want to sing to God. And you're going to want to scream to Him, Hashem, thank you. I know a guy, he was going through the most gruesome, gruesome suffering. And when he was saying, Yehoshem the Kaddish, he would scream out, Yehoshem you know what that means? Hashem's great name should be blessed forever and ever and ever. I looked at him, I said, wow, look at you, you're amazing. I said, why? He said, he's going through so much pain, and what are you doing? You're doing with all your strength. Why? I asked him why. Guess what he answered me? He said, I'll tell you why. I know after 120, when I meet God, I know a million percent after 120, Hashem's going to show me this suffering, and He's going to show me how it was so beneficial for me. And after 120, I'm going to say, thank you, God. He's going to say, it's too late. So why? He said, because all that had to be done in this world. In this world, you have the power to thank God for the things that happen to you in your life when it's happening wrong, when you think it's so bad, that's the time to thank God. If the Hashem reveals it to you, there's no challenge. Oh, thank you, God. Of course He's going to say thank you to me. 
I want to see your emunah and your bitachon and your belief. I want to see in you as, your, as a person is going through hardship to say thank you, God. That's what I want to see. And that's the exact reason why Yitzchak wanted to come back to this world through his head first. Because he went up there again, Eden, and he says, whoa, I got to come back here. What are you coming back here for? Because only over here you can thank God for the things that happen when it's hard in your life. Over there, it's too late. Oh, I revealed to you all the good. I revealed to you why it was good. You're going to see after 120 when you meet Hashem why you had to go through the hardship. And then you're going to say, oh, thank you, Hashem. He's going to say, it's too late, buddy. It was over here in this world that you had to thank Hashem. Because this is where you make lives being written. And this is where every single time, and I'll prove it to you. Look at Mordechai. Right after Mordechai, guess what? He finds out what's happening. What does he do? He starts putting on a sackcloth. He starts uh, uh, praying to Hashem. He starts doing this. He starts doing that. Let me ask you something. He's, he has a right hand to the king. Esther is the right hand to the king. He didn't even go through that approach. Until Esther found out that Mordechai was wearing a sackcloth, he, she sends one of the advisors and says, go find out why Mordechai is wearing a sackcloth. And that's the only way Esther was able to know. Understand, you, you have connections to the king. Go, go, go straight to Esther. It's the queen. Go to her and tell her what's going on. You know why? Because Mordechai understood 100%. Nobody can help except God. You can have the richest father in the world. You can have the richest in-law. It doesn't make a difference. It's all Hashem that's giving it to you. And you have to know that. And it's behind the veil. It's behind the mask. It's behind the curtain. And your job in life is to always look. Where, where can I find God? It's the game of hide and seek. Oh, I found him here. Oh, I found him there. Beautiful. Look at that. Why? And sometimes, guess what? Sometimes it's going to be hard to find. Yes. Sometimes, I'll give it to you straight up. Sometimes it will be hard to find. Yeah, you don't know why and this and that. But guess what? Ah, Hashem, I can't find you. Guess what? It's very hard. I can't pinpoint why is this happening to me. But guess what? I don't care because I know you're all good. I can't find the reason why. But guess what, Hashem? Thank you so much. Guess what? You won the game of hide and seek. You won it. That's the winner. That's the lot of winner. That's the guy. And guess what? What is Megillat Esther called? Megillat Esther. Call it Megillat Mordechai. Call it, Me call it Megillat anything. Call it Megillat Purim. Why isn't it called Megillat Purim? The whole day is Purim. Say Megillat Purim. What do you Megillat Esther? You know why instead? I'll tell you why. Because Megillah means to Megillah. It means to reveal. What's Esther? How do you say hidden in Hebrew? Esther. Esther. Hidden. Your job in life is to reveal what's hidden. That's why it's called Megillat Esther. Megillat, Megillat, to reveal Esther, the things that are hidden. That's what Esther means. It means hidden. Esther doesn't mean that. Esther with a hey. That's the Seted. That's what's hidden. Why is this? And why is that? And why is this? And why is that? That's why it's so crucial. It's like a Sefer Torah. Why is it like a Sefer Torah? You're like a Sefer Torah. You're writing it with a cloth and this and that and that and that. Well, what, what is the specialty over here? You know why? Because... It's so important because this, the, the, this is the foundation, one of the foundations of, you, of your life. Because it's, a, it's an everyday, it's an everyday thing. It's an everyday thing. And guess what? I'll tell you even more than that. Why do we say Allah Nisim on Purim? You know why? And Anna Pesach? Allah Nisim is said? What do we say? Allah Nisim Abukar, Shahasid al-Abutinu, Bayyamim Ahem, Bazman Azeh. Bayyamim Ahem is then. Basman Azeh is what? Now. What are you doing now? You know what you're doing now? Pesach! Do you see any uh, 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 sea that's split right now? Do you see anything? 
my okay and and therefore what if you look by Pesach it doesn't say anything by Purim we do what do we say by you know why we say by because by we could say for Pesach then he split the sea he did the temakot but what's banazeh what's what's this banazeh by Purim you say by Bazmanazeh. You know why he's saying Bazmanazeh these days? Because every single day in your life, Hashem is hiding himself and he wants to see you find him. So even now, he's showing you miracles that you can't find unless you open up the, 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 the thing. Rabotai, take Rabbi Akiva, famous story, but it's so important. Everybody knows the story, but it's so important. Right after the, right after the Gemara in Mesechet Berachot, in the ninth parak, it speaks about by saying Hashem when something bad happens, blessing God for this with the same courage and same enthusiasm. When something good happens, you bless God. When something bad happens, with the same enthusiasm. Right after, you know what the Gemara says? The Gemara says the following story. Let me tell you the story, and you know it, and you know it. But hear it, remember it, and this hold it with you, like this. Comes the Gemara and says, Rabbi Akiva was one time walking. And he was walking to a town. He gets to a town. He knocks on the doors. What do they say? Sorry, you can't. Uh, you can't. Uh, 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 you can't. We, we, not, we don't have room for you. We, we can't. We, you're sorry, we can't. What do you mean? No, no, sorry. Again, next door. Next door. No, no, no. What does Rabbi Kiva do? Everything Hashem does is good. Everything, everything you do, Hashem is good. Finally, he goes. He goes to what? To the forest. Since that night, he has nowhere to sleep. He goes into the forest. He has a candle. He has a rooster. He has a donkey. The donkey is uh, supposed to get him places. The rooster is what? To wake him up in the morning, right? He had a personal alarm clock. Perfect alarm clock, by the way. Anyway, you have the, it works exactly by dawn. Anyway, that's why. All of a sudden, what happens? He had a candle to get out to see. Middle of the night, wind blows out the candle. What does the Bikiba do? Shem. Everything you do is so good. Oh, you're amazing. You're awesome. Like, 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 you won, like you won the lottery. Like, you're awesome. You're amazing. All of a sudden, boom. Uh, cat comes, eats the rooster. Bikiva sits there, Hashem, you're too good to me. You're too good to me. You're too good. You're so good. Everything you do is so good, Hashem. Everything you do is so good. All of a sudden, comes the lion. The lion eats the, 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 the donkey. You're too, too good. Wow, look at that. Look, you, you, you took away my donkey. You're so awesome. All of a sudden, the day is over. He goes to the town and he sees nobody's there. He's knocking on the door. Anybody here? It's like a ghost town. What happened? All of a sudden, he figures out what happened. Further out, they all got kidnapped. Bandits came. They kidnapped the entire town. The entire town got kidnapped. Vikiva says, wow, look at that. If I would have stayed there that night, they would have kidnapped me. If I would have stayed in the forest and they would have heard some braying, it would have caught their attention. They would have came. If the rooster would have did, they would have called me over there. If the light would have been there, they would have seen it's pitch dark and they see some some light over there. Let's go get this guy. He must be uh, the guy over there. He know. 
Hashem, look at that. That's why you took away the lamb. That's why you took away the donkey. That's why you took away the stuff. That's why you didn't let me in. But at the time, at the time, it looked, it looked like Rabbi Akiva was going through such hard times. Akiva says, no, no, no. God is all good. There's no such thing as bad. It must be all good. If God is good, thank you, Hashem. This is the best thing. Ah, I live like the best. I live like the best. Thank you, Hashem. And guess what? That's exactly the whole entire Megillah said from the beginning till the end. The Megillah said is your Megillah. It's your Megillah. There's going to be, yeah, one day there's going to be a Megillah Abraham, and Megillah Yosef, and Megillah Shmuel, and Megillah Rachel, and Megillah Rivka, and Megillah Batsheva. It's going to be Megillah. Why? Because that's going to be your life. And they're going to open it one day from the beginning until the end. And then they're going to read it and they're going to show you every single thing that happened in your life was the best thing. It couldn't be better. And if it wouldn't happen like that, it would have been worse. So you're lucky that that's what happened to you in your life. And guess what? Then what are you going to do? Then you're going to thank Hashem after 120. Because it's too late. You have to learn from Megillat instead. Why can't you miss one word? Because you cannot, everything that happens in your life, you go, you know what? Hashem, I know this is good. Hashem, I am going to make my Megillah right now, and I'm going to say thank you right now. Because I don't want to wait after. Because after 120, I can't say thank you to you. You know why? Because it's too late. But I'm going to say thank you to you, to you now. I'm going to say thank you to you now. And that is one of the foundations of our life. You're Jewish? Play the game of hide and seek. And guess what? Always seek Hashem and find Him and thank Him for the best every single time. And you will see happiness. And you will see one day after, you will see even, by the way, it doesn't have to be until 120. It could be in five years from now, in ten years from now, in a year from now, in six months from now. You don't know why. It could be in your lifetime. You'll see, wow, Hashem, no wonder why. No wonder why this happened. Oh, no wonder why. And I, I can tell you personal stories in my life. Many years ago, I thought, well, what, why this happened? Why that? If it, di if it didn't happen like that, I, I could swear to you, I wouldn't be here right now. I could swear, if this certain thing, maybe I'll tell you after, I don't want to say on tape recording over here, but if this certain thing, if this certain thing didn't happen to me, I probably wouldn't be here speaking to you right here tonight. I'm serious. And at the time, I was praying to Hashem, Hashem, why? I was thinking to my mother, I was like, Hashem, I need this to go through. Why is this not going through? I need this to go through. If it would have went through, I wouldn't be here tonight. And now I say, thank you, Hashem. Baruch Hashem, I caught it. Thank you, Hashem, that what happened <coughs> didn't happen before I wanted it to happen. But guess what? Guess what? It happens 24-7. It's going to happen to all of us in our lives. And we are, uh, we are on a journey. And that journey in our life, Everything that we think is bad is really good. You get a parking ticket. You, somebody scratches your car. Somebody puts the garbage on the wrong side in your face. Huh? Hashem! This is beautiful, Hashem! Thank you! Takes the ticket the next time he gets a ticket from the cop. Whoa, you're for Thank you, Hashem! But there's more, Rabotai. There's more. Each one to each his own. Apply the Megillat Esther. Apply the Megillat in your life and you'll see, you'll see continuous blessings from now till 120.